Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Dave. And joining us today, we have special guest Robert Black of the Groundhog Day Project. Welcome. Yeah, glad to be here. Welcome. Yeah, we're, we're very glad to have you. I'm very excited for uh, to have you for us uh, with us for Minute 68. So, Dave, what is going on in Minute 68? Well, in Minute 68, Phil introduces Rita to Nancy. And he then tells Rita just about it. Uh, he knows everything about everyone in this town, including Rita. Yeah, so a continuation of uh, Phil's little parlor trick from from last minute, where he's just going down the line and naming names and, and knows everybody and everything. And it is it is creepy. And the it's not just Rita. The other folks in the diner are kind of picking up on it. I noticed that, that several of them are watching Phil as he's going around and and kind of tagging everyone. The one one thing I noticed is uh, like Doris stops to whisper to uh, with Gus. He kind of leans over at the table where Gus and Ralph are sitting, and they're kind of whispering and pointing, like, "What is going on? Who is this guy?" <laughs> one thing and another thing. So I I was kind of just checking out the the, the folks, and I hadn't noticed that this before. The the guy in the white hard hat. Like he's wearing the hard hat inside the diner. I don't know if we yeah. if we picked him out in any of the earlier diner scenes. Like that just seems a weird. Like you're, I think you're safe in the diner from any falling objects or or anything of that sort. You can probably take the hard hat off at this point. I believe the same the same people were in the diner each time. I guess it was cut off on the right side of the screen when we would cut to the other side of the room, but. I don't know what construction, yeah, they've been doing in town. That I, 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 I don't remember seeing anyone else with a hard hat. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, otherwise, this is these, you know, it's like you said, Robert. They, they've been pretty consistent. The, the, the continuity on the film has been pretty impressive, pretty darn good, considering it's not just multiple takes of the same scene, but then different, different scenes from Phil's point of view, but that still have to have a consistency. For Rita and Larry and and Gus and Ralph and all the other folks, so yeah, we've we've seen all these these people before. Particularly the the guy in the stylish red hat, another guy wearing his hat inside. What what happened to manners? What you know is this? It's Sodom and Gomorrah and <laughs> that, Punxsutawney. <laughs> They've just that's how you get recognized as an extra. <laughs> you think is was that was that like his? Uh, well, he's he's visible at Gobbler's Knob too because he's got the red hat. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've I don't think I've noticed him at the Knob. Oh, he's there. But uh, I've de- yeah, I'll, I've definitely noticed him. Um, he's been in that same seat every scene in the diner, and yeah, it's it's kind of hard to miss that hat. He's uh he's stylish there. Yeah. So there are a couple different things. So I mean, this is you know this is certainly going to be shocking for Rita. The the display that that Phil is wrapping up here. Um, and I kind of, most of my notes in though on this minute have to do with this end bit when it's just Phil is reading Rita when he's giving her the rundown, he's gone past all the, all the townsfolk 
and this actually went through a couple different revisions through through this through the the revisions of the script and particularly what sort of things Rita is a sucker for and it actually started off the in the, the first version of the screenplay from uh, Danny Rubin Rita was a sucker for Rocky Road Marlon Brando and Spider-Man which see which I thought was an odd combination and then it, mm, yeah, yeah. And then in the second and third revisions uh, with Harold Ramis, it's uh, she's a sucker for Rocky Road, Marlon Brando, and French poetry. So it's kind of it's getting closer to the the final version, which is French poetry and rhinestones. I thought that was a, an interesting evolution of that line. Kind of a shame we don't hear half of these things ever said by her earlier in the film during all their dates. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really nice and sincere now, but it's like, wow, I wish we almost had some of these moments back then when, you know, Phil was creepy. (laughs) We don't want to see too much creepy. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is uh, and this is definitely a different kind of Phil. I mean, we've seen like the creepy Phil and good Phil and bad Phil. And this is sort of and we and certainly, you know, some depressed Phil and suicidal Phil. And now we're we're getting sincere Phil, which is a new experience. Yeah, it took this long. Yeah. So so Robert, what do you how do you feel about about Phil at this stage? Well, I think this is yeah, as you said, the first time he's sincere. He's still being manipulative, but he's trying because he's running out of other things to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the cynical me. Yeah, <laughs> he gets good because he ran out of bad. Well, I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. And I like, yeah, and I've kind of, I go back and forth on how good, good Phil is. And I think we're meant to feel at the, the very end, he's very good and he's kind of worked through all his negative emotions and all his issues. But there is, as you said, there is still a little bit of manipulation going on here. Well, there's a good sincere moment not to jump ahead, but later this day when she's falling asleep because then he has no reason to manipulate anyone but this is the start of that yeah yeah i I, yeah i think that is a that's a that is a good moment and that is a good point the times yeah when we the times where we see phil when no one is watching um, yeah we kind of get an idea of yeah he's when we know he's not trying to impress anyone or seduce anyone or, or anything of that sort the things that he does when, when he, yeah, either he's alone or he just he doesn't think he's being observed. That gives us that that extra insight into uh, into Phil here, and 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 part of this is I like the music change. The music there's a definite change when he gets to that part of the street speech uh, when he says you like the boats and not the ocean. That's kind of the turn where it, where the mood changes from. I've been calling it a parlor trick. And I mean, we know how he does it, but it, you know, from Rita's point of view, that's where it kind of, it turns from, this is a trick to, all right, now I'm serious or feel serious and trying to make the emotional connection. And, you know, we get, it's like a very, I guess, emotionally connecting music. I'm not sure how to describe it for, for the score. And I like, I like that we, we've, we've talked a bit about Phil's appearance so obviously he had, he didn't dress up for this day. He's uh, <laughs> mm. he's just wearing a, you know the, the white undershirt under his coat, 
And I said, so do you think, Robert, do you think, did he do, we, you know, because we just cut to Rita and Phil in the diner. Did they do a broadcast from Gobbler's Knob this morning? I like to think so. And that's mostly because of Ruben's original. Like his setup was that Phil would always go do the report and it was a way to keep track of the character. Mm-hmm. But some of those mornings when he's waking up depressed, it's hard to think he made it there. Like, especially like the toaster morning. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't. He doesn't. <laughs> well, he could have gone and you know done the broadcast and then head back to yeah head to back the and get the toaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I hadn't put that together. You're right. The in the in the first version of the screenplay, uh, Phil has a much better work ethic, <laughs> I guess, than we than we see. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it would have been strange though. We, uh, this is, I guess a natural progression because first it was obviously dressed up the way he, he should. And then it was, well, he's got the, the shirt, but it's not buttoned off. The collar's kind of open and he doesn't have a tie. And then he's like, Oh, if I'm not wearing the tie, what do I need the shirt for? Yeah. Then why bother with the shirt? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if this, if and he's only got a few anyway, yeah, well, he only thought he'd be there for a day. Right. Right. He wasn't packing for a, for this long stay. And uh, so I wonder if this loop keeps going on and on, like at some point, this, is he just giving up on clothes altogether? And maybe that's one of the things he, he mentions earlier when he's running down kind of all the different ways he's died to Rita. He says he, he he's frozen or froze to death. And I kind of, yeah. at the time I wondered like, well, he's only got a day. Like, does, is it, you know, how long does it take to freeze to death? If you start early enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you start early enough and you give up on clothes, then yeah, you can probably freeze to death. And no clothes. Yeah. Which he does in the in the script. I think it's in Ruben's original. He does that. He takes all his clothes off and walks out into the snow. Okay. I don't remember that, but I'll... <laughs> that might, maybe that was in one of the revisions, but it's in one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah, he does. There, there's, yeah, and there's a little bit... Um, the screen, yeah, get the the screenplay does get a little bit more graphic in terms of the different ways that Phil kills himself. See, I I, I saw him as like dying to build a fire. Like he just kind of like takes what he has and just would walk and just see how far he can walk the roads until he passes out and and try to avoid the state troopers telling him that he's crazy for being out in the snow. That's how I saw it as him just like trying to. Trying something new, which is like, oh, let's see what, what, like, what's out, how far can I get? What's outside of here? And him just dying in like the wilderness of like Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, you know, the first 15 seconds of this, of the, of the, of this minute, I do enjoy people, you know, after he, after he shows, uh, Rita off to Nancy and, uh, and, and <laughs> I do like how yeah. you have a little bit of the diner people, they look at them. But it's not enough for them to like not enjoy their breakfast, you know. Like you have, you have. Mm-hmm. They're standing in the middle of the aisle, so they're clearly taking attention. And you see, like la- the one lady by the cashier, just sort of the guy eating toast. Yeah, we have Gus drinking coffee, and Ralph turns his his neck with Doris. Uh, you see the guy in the corner with his family; he's looking over at them as well, and some of the other older folk in the in the booths. But it's kind of it's kind of fun. The idea is like they look at them, listen to them. And like, uh, all right, whatever. And then kind of go back to their own breakfast. Like, they're just, they're so ingrained in their own things that even when Phil's prophesizing what's happening, it's not, it's not that uh, enlightening, I'm going to use a word to them. And we finally actually get to see what it looks like when the guy drops the plate. 
Like, I don't think he's ever, like, we ever seen the tray fall. We've heard it, but we've never seen it. And I'm a little angry when we see it because there's clearly no chance you have ever gotten that tray on that table. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think <laughs> it's, a, it's the first time we've seen it, and it's, yeah, it does seem really sloppy. Like, what was, what was this guy thinking? Like, a- like I think he's, I think, he, yeah, I, I think he hit them. I think he hit the pitchers. The yeah. pitchers next to the ketchup bottles. I think he hit the pitchers and then the tray tilted. But even if he didn't, he's got at least, I don't know, eight inches of clearance for like, a, I don't know, a, a 36-inch tray. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are we going to do with that? The, the, the coffee was going to fall as soon as you took your weight off your shoulder. Dumb kid. <laughs> and the timing, the, the timing on this one also feels like he does it because he's distracted by Phil. Which doesn't make sense for all the other times he dropped it. Hmm. Or maybe he heard it and it happened, and he's like, "Hey," <laughs> you know, he's like that. He's like, he's like, "I, I did fulfill a prophecy." <laughs> so you think it? Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, like a spirit or something. Like he's been hearing like the reverse time echo of Phil having this conversation, and he's just like, "Where is that sound coming from?" And that's why he drops the tray previously, and now he's got to drop the tray. <laughs> Because no he did what. it before. Yeah. <laughs> so you think, well, now Phil is standing up in the middle of the diner and he's pointing to everyone. So he wouldn't be surprised. He would know where the voice is coming from. But he's already set the pattern. I see it more passive aggressive. Like if you're walking at, at like a let's say you're going to like a um, yeah, like a buffet or something like where you're carrying your food back to your table and someone's like. Look at that son of a bitch. In about five <laughs> seconds, he's going to drop that plate. And he's like, and you like, you see, he's pointing at you. And like five, four. And now you're getting really nervous. Like, does he know something mm-hmm. I don't know? You know? So that's what the kid's hearing. He's hearing that kid. He's like, about five seconds, this kid's going to drop. And he's like, oh, no, I'm the one with the tray. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm not going to drop it. Oh, I dropped it. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like the, um, is Phil a little bit like the Oracle in the Matrix? If Phil doesn't say that the kid drops the tray... Will he drop the tray? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The kid's still pretty dumb putting the tray on that table. If he's every, if every day he puts a tray on that table, he's dumb. It's not going to work. <laughs> like, the weight of the coffee mug's immediately going to flip as soon as you take it off your shoulders. It's got, as I said, you got eight inches of clearance. That's, that, as I said, that, that is not where you put the tray. You got you to get the foldable things. And then he could have put the foldable thing down next to... The uh, you know, right? Because that's because I, I see it like there's the tubware bins there. Like I can see like he's taking the tray with the old coffee mugs. He's gonna put it in the tubwares to get them uh to, for the you dishwasher know, or whatever. Yeah, the dishwasher. Like I get what's going on, but uh, I'm aggravated that that's how he did it. Yeah, he 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 should have gotten the the fold out the fold out trays they have at the diners. Well, I think what really gets him is there's pitchers is probably water or maybe juice on the counter like he might have a chance if those pitchers aren't there it's obviously he's bending over and when the tray hits the pitchers is when everything knocks over i don't know i'm thinking i'm thinking thinking there was never any chance i'm thinking this is his like second week (laughs) on the job i'm thinking he's new and and you know and he's just distracted by the amount of people in town. Because I bet you... Yeah, he was hired for the holiday traffic. 
Yeah, he's just not. He's just not prepared. They're like, they're like Jimmy, you gotta get the coffee, but it's over in there. You know, I'm not saying they're yelling at him, right. but they're just they're like, hey, come on, you gotta do this. Gotta, you, it's, it's Groundhog Day. People are coming in here for coffee and, and and our specials all day. We gotta keep the trays moving. So he's just like, oh, I'll just put it down here and then I'll clean it. And he's just, you know, he's just distracted. But I will. But yeah, even with all the days where Phil's quietly sat there and remembered the tray was gonna fall, the tray's gonna fall. But yeah, him actually telling saying to the kid. Didn't change it. It's funny in a way. It it, it didn't change it, you know. Until Phil walked over and said, "Do not put that tray down. It will fall." That kid was going to do it. All right. Yeah. And and this has got to be the busiest day of the yeah, year. I mean, for for you know, look, they sit they sit down in this booth, and there's what looks to be like half eaten pancakes, bowl of oatmeal, two empty coffee uh, cups, uh, a couple of empty water glasses, and a uh, and, and it looks like I've eaten maybe a fruit plate because it looks like maybe one or two grapes there and and there's eaten, like a yeah, melon um, rind like or cantaloupe yeah 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 so it's like Jimmy you got to clean this table too we got more people we got guy in a construction hat he's probably waiting to get a table yeah we see the line at the door they're all waiting to get seated they got to flip these tables exactly faster. Jimmy if anything if anything Doris is probably really pissed it's like. Well, I didn't take their order. They were sitting there, and then they got up, and then they moved to a different booth. And she's probably like, what are they? Are they what's going on? <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they do not like that, the waitresses in the diner. If you just get up and decide, oh, I don't I don't like this table. I want to sit in a booth. And you just get up and move. Yeah, it's like, we can fit four people in this booth. We haven't cleaned it yet. You were at this table. I asked you if you're ready. And then you get up and you start you start yeah pointing at everyone's history. Yeah. Well, and they they you know they've got there's a system there's a methodology they don't just sit people at random tables like of course they were in Doris's section now they're in Alice's section. Alice is slammed like they're you know the yeah. the the hostess whoever seating people supposed to kind of keep things even so everyone you know all the different sections have the same number of people and you're not like overworking one waitress while another one's just checking her phone or twiddling her thumbs or i mean they didn't have phone you know cell phones back in these days but yeah so they went from one section to another they're they're screwing everything up here and look yeah second 18 we see a third waitress i don't think we've already seen her before oh yeah on the other side she's on the other side of the she 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 takes care of that yeah that's the other side of the tables we never get to the other side nope we're the uh no we never get to the counter now lay desserts are And that's right next to the, yeah, yeah, and there's the two restrooms right across the thing. Yeah, it's just that, yeah, there's clearly a system in place, and it's busy on Groundhog Day. And, uh, you know, in their perspective, Phil's, um, he's wasting customer time. (laughs) Um, so, so Robert, I know Dave and I have, have done quite a bit of diner talk through the days of, and the minutes of, yeah, of Punxsutawney. What's your diner experience? Do you go to diners? Do you like diners? What's your, like, What's your go-to item on the menu? I like diners. I don't go to diners a lot because I live in L.A. and most of the ones we have are chains. Mm-hmm. But a good burger and fries is a good measure of a diner. How they do that? Yeah, that's a good a good go-to. Yeah, the, the burger and fries. So that's yeah, that's a little bit different. And shakes. Oh yeah, and the shake <laughs> and the shake. Absolutely. Oh shit! Should we address the elephant in the room now? Oh, Which one? I think we have to. Because you're our first guest since this has gone down, really. And we're in a house here, and this house serves pancakes. Oh. And now, oh. they're going to serve burgers. <laughs> and 
That my first thing on Twitter, I I addressed them. I said, I said, when, when next time I'm in Cherry Hill, I am driving past the IHOP, and I'm going to look at the sign. And if it doesn't say IHOP, I'm reporting you to the Be- Better Business Bureau because <laughs> this is just false advertising. Because I don't believe it. I honestly do not believe it. it's like fine. You want to do a stunt? You want to you want to push burgers? Fine. But if you're serious about this thing, I want to see a sign yeah. updated on the damn highway. On every one of them. Yeah, not just put like a little like a little paper thing on the window saying "Call us IHOP." It's like no, no, no. I want to see. Are you putting the money down to to you know? Because I know that ch- I think the one the, the, the I think they talked about like the chain was actually closing some restaurants down like uh, earlier this year. So it's they're kind of consolidating, mm-hmm. and yeah, it looks like they're trying to stretch get more lunch crowd i guess but i don't know i don't yeah i don't know i've have either of you ever had i mean do they have did they even have burgers are the burgers new or is it just a new emphasis on the burgers i don't think i've ever had a burger at an ihop so i don't know if they have them yeah i never had a burger at ihop but i've seen on the menu their menu is is actually respectably large for for what you would expect you really would think that it was you know, I mean, I would say it's still, at least the best last time I saw, it's about maybe 70-30. It's like breakfast items, and then there is a lunch and a, and a dinner hmm. part of that menu, too. So, it's it, so the options are there if you, you know, back then. I don't know what it's going to be now, if anything's going to change, or it's just the burger section's getting revamped. But yeah, it's it's like weird. It's like a weird uncomfortableness. You're like, no, 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 no I, I hop. It doesn't sound right. Yeah, there, there's something. I think this is one of the main issues with the modern American corporate culture that like good is never good enough. Like, oh, we do something. We do it well. We make pancakes. We're known for pancakes. The world needs pancakes. Like you could make a living. You're going to feed your family, roof over your head, some change in your pocket providing yeah. a good pancake but that's not good enough we need to be growing we need to be changing something's got to be going on and they have to constantly remind you they exist yeah <laughs> yeah i i don't like it and and uh, the part of the reason i asked the question is uh, i can't remember the look last time i've looked at the menu of an ihop and not and i i don't go to an ihop every day or even every week but i go in i'm like chicken fried steak pancakes on the side like I don't have to look at the menu. I'm here for breakfast. Yeah, I'm getting want. breakfast. I'm getting it's IHOP. I'm getting pancakes. I know what I'm here for. Yeah. I don't need to look at the menu. And now they're telling me, oh, there's stuff going on. You're going to have to look at the menu now. You're going to have to think about what you want to do. If I wanted to think, I wouldn't be in an IHOP. This defeats <laughs> the purpose of why I came here. If you're going to make me think, mm-hmm. I got to I got to make decisions. Do I want breakfast? Do I want dinner? I don't like it. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it at all. It, and and in in New Jersey, like there is so many diners that like I don't like I don't know if you ask me where's the Denny's I go I don't know I don't I haven't seen one in years and the one is uh, the IHOP near the Cherry Hill Mall is the only one I know of I think there's one near Tom's River near the shore mm-hmm. that's about it Waffle House no you gotta go south for right. that so it's like the, the the commercialized diners you don't see too much of them because of the of the of the privately owned diners in the in the state. But, uh, yeah, when it comes to corporate advertisement, 
It's like, you know what's funny is that, like, I got to give Arby's respect on how they advertise. Like, the, we have the meats and stuff yes. where it's yeah. like we're always yeah. introducing a, a new type of meat you could try out. Or, like, you know, their Twitter's actually really funny. They actually – they hire some artists to do, like, using their cardboard craft. We'll do something. We'll make, like, a, a, a little video game figure or if there's a movie coming out, they'll make of the like. They actually like it's kind of fun like to watch what what Arby's does um, on their Twitter. Like what they'll use their sauce as like a, a stylus, <laughs> almost like an ink, and they'll write or draw something out on it. It's very right. impressive. It's on message. It's consistent. Like Arby's roast beef, okay, and then they'll do like a hot pastrami. Yeah, it, yeah, and you know, I, like, and I feel like IHOP does. You know, they'll do pancake specials and. You know, and it's great. Like, oh wow! Like, I spend what? Uh, you know, it's like it's like a ten dollar special, and it's all you can eat pancakes or whatever it is. And and they can talk about burgers. I'm not saying they can't do. They can't say, hey, we're going to try burgers. But you can. But it's like you know, you know what they did? If they did it as an irony thing, like we're so we're we're so proud of burgers. We're thinking our color ourselves IHOP. Well, maybe not. But still, come try our burgers. If they did it like that. Where it's like they addressed it as like, should we call ourselves that? Nah, it's a little silly. But you know what? Come and try our burgers. I yeah. it would have hit a lot better. Rather than say they're actually changing it. And if they joked it like, should we call ourselves IHOP? Yeah. If they did it as like a joke, like, should we? And people were like, No, but your burgers are nice. And I think <laughs> it would it would feel like there's a conversation happening other than like we're changing to IHOP. Everyone's like, No, this doesn't sound good. It's because of burgers. Nah, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> why why didn't they come to you, Dave? Because that Man. makes sense. That would have worked to be like, yeah. That's, that's what it feels like. It's like every yeah, all these corporations they want to they want to start like a meme or a joke, and it's like they and it's like it, it doesn't like. Man, I tell you, memes are great. I love laughing at them. Man, I, they're they're mm-hmm. practically a currency when it comes to when you're when you're chatting with your friends online. They're practically a currency, but. Like when corporates try to do it, it like always is just really cringy, and you're like, I don't know who you hired, but they they wasted your money and time trying to force this meme of like, hey, we're IHOP, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's like you gotta stay in your lane, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 very it's very risky, you know the the whole social media thing, and I know companies feel like. They kind of got to jump in. I mean, with DVRs and streaming, like the usual commercial stuff and and like print advertising isn't going to be the same that it was. So how can you kind of get attention and, you know, make sure people are paying attention to you when it when it works? It works well. There's a few things. um, I think like whoever does the social media for Wendy's is pretty good. Like they get into Twitter fights with other fast food places. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And this is funny. The. The KFC, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Twitter account follows – they follow 11 people named Herb or Herb and they and the Spice Girls. <laughs> kind of a play on their 11 herbs and spices for – you know, so or the secret herbs and spices in, you know, in, in the KFC recipe. So, I mean, like when it works, it can be clever. It can work well. This I, – this I think is – the IHOP thing, I think it's just lazy. I think – like, did they just pick burgers because they're like, oh, we'll just flip the P and it becomes a B and like, you know, or they're just lazy because it's such a it's a, it's a, such a huge jump. Like if they said, oh, you know, you know, keep it within the theme, do like omelets will be I who, 
the International House of Omelets or something where it's like, all right, at least it's breakfast. You're you're in the same yeah. realm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, or or waffles or something. But like the jump this to burgers. Like a, hmm. Yeah, this 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 one idea that's in the back of my head. This sounds like a very '90s idea because I know. I think it was, and this is, I said, this is a little bit before my time, but do you remember the the Herb character, I think of Burger King or something, or is it Wendy's where it was like, there was a character, or maybe it was McDonald's where it was like, there was a character, his name was Herb, and he never had a certain burger, and if you ran into him and, and you said, hey, Herb. I think that was Burger was like King. Pro- that sounds familiar. It was yeah. a promotion in like the late 80s, yeah, and I feel like, I feel like that, that there's no... Like I feel like yeah, eighties and nineties. There's a lot of mascots, uh, a lot, of, a lot of mascots, and a lot of like this person's important. Like you know, every like the, yeah, the oh the um, where's Herb? Yeah, yeah, from the eighties. So we have that. I think the most recent one I could think of is when right before the Burger King, when the, he used to sneak around <laughs> and he would sneak, he would sneak whoppers into people's yeah, hands. Yeah, that's not and stuff. creepy at all. <laughs> and it was, but it was funny though. It played off. It's like he's creepy, but he's giving you a sandwich. You're like. Man, that's a creepy king, but son of a gun. Yeah, I'm hungry for a Whopper. Yeah. <laughs> um, if they did, if IHOP honestly did something where they made a meta joke where it was they hired somebody to help their menu and they make them a great new thing where it's like we're doing you know, more burger options, more island options. And then the joke at every end of the ever episode was they would change, you know, he would say, hey, how about we change the name to, yeah, IHU, IHOP. And they're like, no, but thank you for the. But, you know, but thank you for the burgers, or thank you for the omelets, you know? Some, yeah. Something along that end. And you kind of made a character out of it, where there was this guy who was desperate to change the name to sound relevant. And IHOP's like, no, like, we'll keep with the pancakes, but thank you for the, you know. I think it, but that would have been more fun, and you could have turned it into a Twitter thing, where, you know, a Twitter advertisement or something would have come up. So, that's, yeah. that's honestly what I've been thinking at work. <laughs> I, I this, think this, they this should week. hear that, IHOP. You should have talked to Dave. He would have saved you a lot of trouble. All right. Well, I said, I know we're off track, but I felt like that's been a hot button conversation this right. week. So I it's, feel like it's good to yeah. like just let well, all you know, out. Ev- everyone's been thinking it, but you were the one to say it, Dave. You, yeah, someone had so. to. I said, I don't want to just say no. You know, I don't want to say no. I want to say like, this is what I think you could have done. And for, you know, whatever next year will come, you'll come with a new advertising idea. Try something a little, you know, or you make fun of yourself for how silly the idea is. It, it'll go a long right. way. So, uh, all right. I, as yeah. much as I love okay. the IHOP talk. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. Right. Yes. No, I'm, I just. You just yeah, had to get we, that off right, your I mean, I'm, I'm, Yeah, I just right. had to. I'm going to bring it back to uh, to the movie <laughs> and that the movie is Groundhog Day. <laughs> How's that for a is segue? Is that what we were talking about? Um, well, yeah. Well, actually, and, and what I wanted to talk about is. The Groundhog Day Project, and, and we mentioned it when we introduced you at the beginning of the yes. show, Robert, and if, yeah. if folks have been following our Facebook group, and that's Gobbler's Knob, uh, the, the Groundhog Minute Facebook group, I think we've mentioned, and I, I tried to give some credit to some of, the, I, some of the research that we've gotten, but for the folks that don't know, what is the Groundhog Day Project? Uh, well, it started, I watched the movie every day for one year, and I blogged about it, and the then, in the course of that, learned way too much about the movie. I took a trip to Woodstock to see the filming location, met Danny Rubin and a few other people. And then, after that first year was done, I still watched it at least once a month for the next, what, three years. And so, the whole thing has been 
1,365 days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a lot of Groundhog. Which would be a movie each day. That's yeah. pretty serious, yeah. Cause, and it really is. I'll, and we'll, we'll put a link up to... Uh, to the to the the, uh, the the project on the website, and we'll send it on the Twitter, and and certainly link to it on uh, through the Facebook group because it is amazing. And you, I mean, you really immerse yourself. I thought I thought we were a little crazy, you know, just doing this thing, watching the movie one minute at a time. You watch the whole movie, yeah, every day, every day. Incredible. All right, that's and that's uh, you know, it's it's impressive, and the entries you really and, and I think. Um, I know one of the things we mentioned, we, we pointed out the the research you did along on, well, the, the quote-unquote poetry, which is really the a French, French yeah. song, which is really a Belgian song that, yep. uh, you know, that mm. Phil quotes to Rita in, in the German restaurant, <laughs> you know, to show how much he, how sophisticated he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's... The research and the depths that you go, again, if, you know, for the listeners, if you think... You know, if you think you cannot get deeper into a movie than watching it one minute at a time, we are all wrong. That, the, you know, what Robert has done is, is yeah. so much crazier and so much more in depth. Yeah, you can you can go crazy here. And, and so entertaining and enlightening and um, educational all at the same time. So I encourage people to to check that out. And and, you know, you, you've you've touched on so many other things. Um, in that brief explanation, but I want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil the listeners. I don't want to go through it all at once. I want to save something for, yeah, uh, yeah, for tomorrow. So can you, can you come back tomorrow? Yes, for sure. All right. And well, I, well, I don't want to jump ahead. So are we, any, anything else on, on minute 68? I could have several things, but the one I wanted to be sure of is uh, Michael Shannon, Fred in the background. Oh, yeah, of course. In the background, he and Debbie are having a very emotional conversation. And it's like it's Michael Shannon's first movie. Mm -hmm. And he is acting the crap out of it back there. But it's just off in the background as Phil's doing his thing. And I love that. Wow. You know what? I I have that in my notes. I forgot to bring it up. I mean, because, yeah, Dave, you had talked about the kind of the background acting and all the things the extras are doing. Yeah, he's Michael Shannon. He's got like his head down because... You know, re- remember, I guess it was, was it last minute or two minutes ago? Yeah. Last minute when, when Phil kind of goes up and, you know, oh, this is Debbie and she's having second thoughts, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're supposed to be married this afternoon. And yeah, Fudge. Michael is really like, I mean, I, yeah. that's General Zod right there. <laughs> that's why, I mean, that must be, that, this must be the, the first thing on his highlight reel. You know, you know, <laughs> that background. You know what I was going to say? <laughs> yeah. You know his yeah his what his body language is like giving me is like he's clearly ha- he's clearly having some internal conflict of something but he like stuffed it down this morning <laughs> like he had maybe I'm not saying doubts but it felt like he had some I don't know grievances or just slight beef with Debbie on something but he's like oh it's just nerves I'm just gonna stuff it down but it feels like now because he's yelling like not at her but into his arms like down straight at his arms like he's like. As if it's like, you know, I, this morning I thought and just, and, and that, like, that's like the argument he's having. It's like he, he can't look at her right now and he's just like throwing whatever's in the back of his head that he suppressed, like sh- just straight at his arms right now, like straight down the table, wh- wh- whatever, whatever's, you know, he's saying. And yeah, that's, that's a, that's a 
You know, it's like an interesting argument yeah. that he's having. It's not like he's just, he's not pointing a finger at her or standing up and saying, you know, storming out or something. But it's like this is this. Yeah, he's not exploding. Yeah, it's like this is it, 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 exploding right down there at the table where it's like, uh, yeah, whatever he was holding back um, when he heard that Debbie's having second thoughts. And she, and she like, I think, she, I'm trying to see if she like, I don't know if she touches his shoulder, but she like leans in and yeah, he's definitely like, oh man, thank you for pointing yeah. that out. That's something. I'm yeah, like no, that. that's that's really important. That's a that's a big thing. And I wonder. I think I wonder. Well, part of it might be he's he's trying not to make a scene. They're in public and everything. Mm. And I wonder if he's tearing up a bit. He's got his arms crossed on the table. And like, at one he, point, it looks like yeah, he, he kind of keeps his head down, like he doesn't wanna he doesn't want her to see. Like his eyes are getting red. Yeah. He can feel the tears kind of come. He's getting emotional. Um, oh, which you know, and that's fine around. Weddings and stuff. I actually just, just as we were recording this past weekend, my wife's cousin just got married, and 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 the groom got a little, a little weepy when they were reading the vows. He got emotional and, and teared up a little bit, and he kind of struggled through. And you know, that's it's an emotional time. It's you know that's that's natural. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. But yeah, and this yeah, a little bit much for because they don't know Phil at this point. This some stranger says this. Like she could have just yeah. kind of written it off and be like, "Oh, who is this guy? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Forget it." But yeah, it yeah, Fred, Fred must have had him. some indication <laughs> like, "Oh, I I I suspected and now this guy says it and ah, oh, I knew something yeah. was going on." Yeah, some complete strange like, "What did you, did you tell him?" Yeah. you know, like some <laughs> some line like that. "Who you been telling?" you know, something like that, you know. Oof. Oof. I kind of feel bad now because it's like, you know, the day will reset and all, but it's like, Phil, you, yeah, you really put them through a lot of anguish right now just to prove a point. It's, it's, you know, it's that, 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 like that idea where like Phil at this, at this point, he's not seeing people as people, but more as like little things that happen. Yeah. They're still pawns. Yeah. Yeah. Still pawns on a table. I mean. I said, what he says to Rita at the end makes it sound like, yeah, he's, you know, he knows these things about her and it feels like a real human connection. But at the same time, you could say like, yeah, I, uh, you know, I try to, I try to romance you with this, this, you know, he would, he could, he would be under, you know, undercutting himself if he did that at the end where he says all that romantic stuff, you know, minus the music you know, is playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says all that stuff. She's like, oh, wow. And he's like, yeah. And then I tried to sleep with you so many times, but I really <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't crack that code. Like if he just said that to her point blank, like. Yeah, I tried to sleep with you. I got you French poetry, ice cream. Uh, you told me what you, know, you didn't like fudge, and then uh, <laughs> just like, and just like, just him doing that, and be like, so uh, yeah, oh yeah. By the way, Larry, you know, he's gonna come in. So uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, that's uh, you know what I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna tease something for two minutes from now. So just remember okay. what Dave just said. It's gonna Uh-oh. come back to a note I have for minute seventy, but I'm. Okay. I'm I've decided I'm not going to pull it forward. It's it's a minute 70 note. I'm going to leave it in minute 70. You're just going to have to wait two more days. And so I'm going to I'm going to call it for 68 and okay. and l- let's wrap it up. So one thing I, I I'm going to go back to you Robert cuz so we talked about the Groundhog Day project, but I don't did we tell folks where they can find the Groundhog Day project? And if we haven't and even if we have uh you can find it Tell them again. Yeah. You've you've put links to it online, but you can get to it at groundhogdayproject.com. There you go. Awesome. All right. And so that is it for us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Robert. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Yeah. And, and we will see you tomorrow, if there is one.